Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hello, welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy. I am grateful that you're here today. Thanks for joining in. Just a reminder, if you are enjoying the show, I would love for you to share it and also subscribe to the show. Subscribing to the show and sharing it helps us to get the word out to more people who are looking for these intentional ideas, more people who are looking to set goals and meet and reach those goals, more people who are looking for answers, who are struggling or feeling overwhelmed. So please share the show. I would love that. You can share it on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on whatever other platform you are on that you are loving or to your neighbors and friends through text or through talk. So um, let's jump into the show for today. Um, I first want to just let you know that we are kind of gearing up towards some summer events here. If you are local to Spokane, uh, we are gearing up for some, um, some retreats. And uh, we host those retreats at a local flower farm that is just stunning and gorgeous. The flowers are just starting to pop up and we are getting really excited to host some really awesome intentional women there. So reach out if you are interested. We are also this year doing some work retreats. So if you're in local to the area and looking for some work retreats that are going to be really easy for you to plan, we handle all the details and you get to create an environment where your team can feel united and feel together. Um, In addition to that, you can do a girl's night or a girl's day um, with a group of friends and family or you can just sign up individually. So reach out to us at WhitneyBean.com and look up our Bloom retreats or Bloom workshops to get some more details there. One last thing that I want to point out, if you go to Insight Timer on the app, the app is totally free, um, and look up my name, Whitney Bean, you'll see that I now have um, a course posted on there for teaching kids emotional intelligence. So if you are looking for more information as far as emotional intelligence for kids, you can check it out there. Again, Insight Timer. And uh, okay, one last, last thing is that if you are looking for a way to teach your kids emotional intelligence in your own home, you can check out the workbook that I have um, put together specifically to make it easy on parents. There's no preparation needed. All you have to do is open up the book to the lesson for the week and the lesson is prepared for you. There's a concept, there's a video, a worksheet, and a game for you to do together as a family so that you can focus on those new uh, topics, that new vocabulary to instill and teach emotional intelligence with a foundation starting at home or at the preschool or at the homeschool, uh, wherever you are teaching kids and working with kids, I've got you. Okay, so let's jump into the show today. As I was pondering about what to talk about this week, um, I was thinking about something that popped up during some of my recent client sessions. And um, it's interesting that as we talk about working with the holistic body, meaning working with the mind, the heart, the body, and the spirit, um, what comes up a lot of the time is questions about feelings, about emotions, about not really knowing or sensing or understanding what people are feeling 
at any given moment. So a lot of the time we are feeling out or reaching out, we're looking at the people around us and we are empathetic. We are connecting. We are, you know, looking outward to see how other people are doing yet. At the same time, we are not totally aware of how we ourselves are feeling. We're not quite sure where we stand or am I holding on to tension? Am I holding on to stress? We sometimes forget to look internally to see how are things going with me. What happens when we do that is we lose our sense of um, making decisions or taking actions from our place of values, meaning our internal values, that place where we can dive in and have um, a more more awareness and also have more accurate um, actions according to what we want to choose. (laughs) And I know that sounds a little fluffy, but what I mean is that when we are not centered, when we're not looking inward, then we're not showing up as our best self, right? We're not as genuine. We're not able to connect quite as easily. We're not able to have those fulfilling experiences and connections. Um, We're not able to take actions that are creating energy within our bodies as much. And so the more that we can be present and the more that we can be in our own skin, in our own body at any given moment, the more we're going to make decisions from our own values, the more energy that we get to create with the actions and the choices that we make throughout the day, the better we connect with the people around us. So like I said, when I'm working with clients this week, this is something that's kind of come up and I really like to watch for patterns in those conversations. And this pattern has been fascinating to me, Um, even though we really are logically so aware of so much, we don't always know internally what we are experiencing and we're missing something here, right? Like if we want the full big picture, if we want to get the best information that we can, we need to work in all four of those areas in our thoughts, in our mind, in our heart and our feelings and our relationships, in our physical body and in our spiritual or connection intuitive self. And so if we're only working in one of these places or two of these places, we're not getting the full picture. We're not getting as much out of our daily life as we could. And we're really created to work from all four of these areas. And so we're doing ourselves kind of an injustice by only taking one or two of those pieces. And so a big part of um, what I teach is emotional intelligence because that tends to be a big chunk of what we're missing. And so um, that's why it kind of, um, a lot of these conversations have been coming back to emotional intelligence because it's not really something that we're taught from a young age. And when we have a foundation of emotional intelligence, we're able to be more self-aware. We're able to be more confident. We're able to make choices that are more us and we're able to be ourselves. We're also able to create self-care and take actions that are really um, effective and caring for ourselves as we need it. And so if we're aware in the moment, we're not going to wait until next week to take care of a need, right? We are aware right now and we are going to make it work. We're going to prioritize our own health. We're going to prioritize our own um, willingness to show up and prioritize um, the things that we really want right now. And that doesn't mean blowing everybody else off and just focusing on ourselves because 
internally, if your value is caring for others, you're going to do both, right? You're going to be able to better care for other people while caring for yourself. It's not a matter of one or the other. We can do both if that really is in our best interest. So thinking about that um, foundation of emotional intelligence and thinking about how can I be more present? How can I be more aware right now in the present moment? I like to talk about the um, umbrella. And this is something that I have talked about before on the podcast. And so we'll kind of overview it a little bit more. If you think of an umbrella, it kind of has those, you know, it just has one central top and then it has different segments that come down from it. And with those different segments, we're going to utilize each one of those. But first, let's start at the top. And I just want to talk today about um, your general body communication. What is your body telling you? Or you could also think of it as stress or overwhelm. Or again, that body communication might be be better suited for explaining what you're experiencing. But a lot of us are holding on to stress and tension. And we might even say, I feel stressed or I'm overwhelmed or I'm just so tight. But we don't really understand what's underneath of that. And I feel like feeling or saying I'm stressed is kind of a cop out. (laughs) It really is because by saying I'm stressed, It's like we feel like, okay, I've described what's going on, but we really have no useful information with the word stressed. Same with overwhelmed. Um, It might ring true and you are more than welcome to use it, but know that there's always more information behind it. And so when you find yourself thinking or saying or texting the words stressed, I am stressed or I'm overwhelmed. Think to yourself moving forward, what else is there? What's behind the story? And so if we think of this umbrella where the top is the word stressed or overwhelmed or general body communication, we're going to split it into four different segments. Just like if you followed an umbrella down from the top, we're going to just visualize four different segments, sections, and we're going to focus on four different questions in order to get a more full picture of what we're talking about, what am I experiencing right now? And so I actually just posted something on Instagram this last week about this Uh, with this umbrella worksheet is really, really helpful in the moment when you are feeling tension or when you're feeling, you know, stress. (laughs) And so with my clients, I say, okay, in the moment, this umbrella worksheet is something that can be really, really effective because it helps you split Um, what you're experiencing into bite-sized pieces, into smaller pieces, digestible pieces. And it helps also for your brain to retrieve information in a way that is easy. Um, Our brain is really, really good at retrieving information. And so if we ask the right questions, we can get that information almost instantly. So let's think of then those four different sections or four different questions that are going to come at you. You'll notice that this is a holistic way of checking in because we're checking in with the mind, the heart, the feelings in the physical body and in the gut or the spirit, the intuition. And so we're really getting a big full picture. We're not just focusing on thoughts, right? We're not just focusing on the physical body, but we're really getting a full picture. So that first question then has to do with the mind or with our thoughts. And the question is as simple as what is on your mind? And even though it sounds like a simple question, putting the things on paper, getting them out of your mind, out of your body, what is on your mind, all of a sudden we get to release or let go of 
those things that might be looming or circling around our thoughts. And so really like what is on your mind, write those items down and take that sensation of that tension and stress within your body and translate it into some thoughts that you have been having that you might have worry, anxiety. Um, you might have just that stress and tension surrounding certain topics, or they might be specific thoughts. They might be, um, you know, general relationships, put that all on paper, get that out and spend a couple minutes to just put that on paper. What's on your mind. And then the next question is what emotions are you feeling? So we're jumping into the heart, into the, the feelings, the emotions, what emotions are you feeling? This is different than your thoughts. It is different than your thoughts. Okay. So we first have the mind. What are the thoughts? What's on your mind? And then what emotions are you feeling? And really try and use emotional vocabulary here. If you need to look up um, a list of emotions or you can get one from me, I have a list of emojis that's real cute. To look at an array of emotions, do that so that you can look at and say, okay, yeah, I really am feeling these things that I didn't have a word for or I didn't really put vocabulary to And so think about what emotions are you feeling and put some really specific words there. You don't have to write a lot here. I want you to just think about what emotions there are and also be very open to the idea that there are going to be a lot of emotions or at least more than one. When we're describing emotions, they don't typically travel on their own. (laughs) They really travel in groups. So think about um, collecting all of them, putting them all on paper. So spend a minute there writing down your emotions. And then the next one is focusing on physical sensations within the body. What do you feel in your body? And think about where are you holding tension? Where are you holding stress? What does it feel like? Describe it, you know, using colors, shapes, textures, using different descriptive words and locating that within the body. What do you feel in your body? And then lastly, you're going to, um, talk about different impressions. Um, basically the question is what does your gut tell you? This is our spiritual area. We want to focus on impressions, intuition. What is your gut telling you? And just list some things here. I like to think about connection in this area. Where do you feel disconnected or where do you feel connected? A lot of times when we're having a struggle, there is a disconnect internally in a spiritual way. What I mean by that is if you have a core value of showing up and connecting with your kids, but your schedule is such right now where you have no time with your kids, then where's the disconnect? The disconnect is that you might be disconnected from your internal value of being there with your kids. You might have the internal value of self-care and I am disconnected from that, right? So where is your disconnect? Because when we are disconnected from this area, we will have less impressions. We will have less intuition. So those are the four major questions right there. This exercise feels so good. It really, really does. Even just doing this, I mean, taking five minutes to do this exercise, I promise you will decrease the amount of stress and tension that you're holding in your body. It really does work to help to get things out of the body and on paper, to ask the brain for those specific answers and then to put them in words and get them out of your body, literally de-stresses. And I also want to point out when you look at this worksheet or you look at this list after you've written it out, 
which areas have the most information. So for example, today I did this exercise in the middle of the day and I had a lot of thoughts, <laughs> like a whole list of thoughts where I was like running out of room on my page and kind of writing between words and in the margins. And then looking at the other areas, they did not has, have as much information. And so if we have a ton of thoughts going on, but then we have very few emotions, that is such good information that we are disconnected from our emotions and we need to dive into that a little bit more. Or if I have, you know, almost no impressions in that spiritual area, I don't have any of gut feelings, then I'm totally missing out on a huge section where I could be receiving so much more information, right? And so that helps me to know when I'm planning my self-care today and this week, I need to work on my spiritual area or I need to work on my emotional area. And so it really can also help you to um, balance out and to increase the amount of information that you're getting in each of those areas through the self-care that you're planning today, next week, this month. So if you're always really heavy on thoughts, but lacking in other areas, how can you bring out those other areas? How can you practice being present and feeling the physical body? How can you be present and practice feeling your emotions? How can you get present with your gut instincts? And so these are different ideas of how to look at yourself in a more holistic way. That way, when we're having those few minutes to check in, we're not just focusing on the thoughts, right? Cause that's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel good. To just focus on the thoughts. We need all that information. A lot of times when we're focusing on thoughts too, they're false beliefs anyways. <laughs> and so we're running our whole system on a heck of a lot of thoughts that really are false beliefs. We're running our system on something that we don't even believe in. And so it's important to remember that with those thoughts, we're not just pointing them out and wanting them to repeat a thousand times over, a million times over. But the reason that we're putting those on paper is to help us to reframe those thoughts, to improve those thoughts, to look at those and say, holy cow, I am believing this thing that I don't even want to believe. And so really getting those on paper and being open and honest with yourself about what are you running on? What is the fuel that you're running on? And how can I improve that? What do I really want to be running on? What are my true values? What is the thing that I want to be energized by? And how can I improve what's going on currently? So just a couple ideas there. And then I actually, the, the whole reason I wanted to bring up all of this was because I read this book recently by Dan Harris and within this book, it's called 10% happier. <clears throat> One of my favorite things that he talks about is when a new emotion comes up or when a new thought comes up for him and it feels kind of stark or it feels harsh or it feels intense and he wants to resist it. He uses this term that I think is so fun <laughs> and I've been using it with my clients more and with myself more. Um, and the term is welcome to the party. So for example, a couple weeks ago, I drove a couple hours to go speak to a group of women and I was so excited. Like this is dream come true for me. I love, I love what I was doing that day. And when I was getting closer and closer to the building, I started to feel some nerves. I started to feel a little bit nervous and my immediate thought, because I've been practicing this and because I've read this book and it really stood out to me, 
was fear, welcome to the party. And what that does for you is it helps to create space around an emotion that you tend to resist or that you would naturally be scared of. So I might notice that I'm feeling fearful or nervous coming up to that Um, talk with those women. And I might get even more nervous because I'm like, oh no, it's going to take away from the way I connect with them. It's going to take away from saying the things that I want to say, or I might have a shaky voice, or I might be short of breath if I'm extra nervous. And so I could think all of these things, which are not helpful, but instead I want to create space for that fear so that the fear can just either hang out and be there with me or so that it can even help to digest some of the fear. And so by creating that thought and repeating that thought, fear, welcome to the party. First of all, it brings humor, which I love, and that really helps me to relax. And it also helps me to create a visual, a literal visual um, within my mind of creating space within my torso, within my gut. I visualize that space and then I visualize fear hanging out there. (laughs) So fear, welcome to the party. It brings, again, that humor and it brings that physical space. So for yourself, as things pop up during the day, I think this is such a helpful mantra where you can say, you know, frustration, welcome to the party, or self-doubt, welcome to the party. Sometimes we have these thoughts, we have these things that pop up, and we resist them so much that they create more stress. They create more overwhelm, because instead of being um, aware and, you know, feeling that they are speaking truth, we resist it so much that it creates more tension within the body. So, fear, you know, if fear pops up for me, rather than saying all these things that would work against it, I'm creating the space for a feeling that I know is valid in the moment. And I know is there for a purpose and for a reason. The reason I was feeling fear was because I really cared about what I was doing (laughs) right then, right? I was going to do something that I really wanted and cared about. And I wanted to do a good job. Do I hope that at some time in my life in the future, I don't have fear when speaking to a group of people? Sure, but it might never happen. And I can do a lot of work to help myself to, you know, take breaths within the moment. I can calm my body, my nervous system as much as I can, which I do. And it's much better now than it used to be. I hope that it completely goes away sometime, but it's okay. It's the experience that I have right now, and it's not going to stop me from continuing to speak to other people. It's not going to stop me from um, giving a talk or giving um, a speech or giving a presentation in front of a group of people who I am so excited to talk to and to keep me from these subjects that need to be told. They need to be spread, right? So fear, welcome to the party. And you can hang out while we still talk to this group of people, right? So I just wanted to give that little tidbit as well. By acknowledging what you're feeling in the moment, by welcoming it and making space for it, we are creating that in um, that internal awareness. We're creating space for what we're experiencing and also creating some reverence or respect around that thing. All right, so that's it for today. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to talk to you soon. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. 
Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.